Every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for What's Going On on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Broadcasting live today from Sound Sleep Medical. Call them, 801-285-9731. Figure out how they can treat your sleep apnea simply by using an oral appliance. It's amazing. Want to say a big thanks to the title sponsor of the Big Show, our friends Big Big O Tires. Winter tires starting at only forty nine ninety five. only at Big O Tires, with no credit needed financing available. Uh, Big O Tires, the team you trust. You ready to uh, jump into a little what's going on, Gordo? Let's do it. Of course, we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start today with DJ and PK in the morning uh, from 6 to 10 every morning. Um, Talking about uh, BYU and possibly adding games or not uh, to the uh, end of the season here. The question of the morning, should BYU add another game to the schedule? And, PK, you want to shut it down. This team has gotten to uh, an 8-0 record, which i got to admit, with a quality competition, I figured would get them to 20, maybe get them to 15. Uh, it has amazed me that it's gotten them inside the top 10. I think there's other factors at work here. I think the fact that a lot of teams have not been able to fatten up their record with some early season gimmies, some early season money games. The fact the SEC is playing conference games right out of the gate, and they got to play 10 10 of them, not eight of them, I think is going to factor into a lot of these teams not having the glossy records they usually do. So that's that's probably working for BYU. But you think they're in a range. You're pretty confident now. They don't need an extra win to get into a New Year's Six bowl game. I don't. I, mean, I think that when you're starting to discuss them as a playoff team, well, if you're being in a discussion for a playoff team, you should certainly then be in a discussion for that New Year's Six deal. And then it doesn't always work because obviously Utah was in that discussion right up into the end and then didn't get to go. Uh, went to the Alamo Bowl uh, instead of uh, one of the higher-up bowls, so it's not like it's a guarantee. But I just think in this year of unusualness, particularly with the Pac-12, which seems to be going down the road of playing fewer games than we thought originally scheduled, and so and that's going to wipe out their legitimacy of their conference race. If I don't know how you declare a, a winner of a conference who they play five games when you should be playing ten. I mean, that's just dress because you'd have the nine conference plus the conference final for a total of 10 conference games right the winner uh, of the pac-12 plays 10 conference games so does the loser in the in the conference final and so you're going to play half of those potentially if you get one or two more games canceled so i think that really just eliminates them in that way and so that elevates byu's chances and i don't know what playing Another AAC team that isn't, uh, you know, a high Cincinnati or that type of team. Basically, that's pretty much it this year. What good is it going to do you? You've already done that. So you're going to beat them again or another Sunbelt team? I just don't see where that is a big advantage. Now, if you want the game for financial reasons, as a fan, I totally want the game. I'm I'm talking about from BYU's perspective. As a fan that I am. 
I absolutely want them to play. The more games, the better for us and our business. So, But I'm looking at it from their perspective, not my perspective. Personally, I'd love to see them add two more games, even if it's uh, South Alabama and Central Alabama. I don't care. <laughs> Give us something to watch and talk about. But I think from BYU's perspective, what do you have to gain from that? I don't see where you have to gain a lot. Just go ahead, and we, we assume you know the win over – North Alabama is going to be comfortable and then go ahead and basically smack San Diego State upside the head in the way you did Boise. I don't know if you can do that, but try. Try to put 40, 45, 50 on them. It doesn't really matter how much your defense gives up if you put 50 on them because you're going to get in on the strength of your offense and the exciting nature in which you play the game. So try to score as many points as possible within reason. I mean, it's in two minutes to go. You're not throwing the ball by any stretch unless it's a close game. And then I think they got an excellent shot to get in. And so I would just, I would just let it ride as is. They've got three open dates. One of them, Tom has made clear, they're not going to fill. That's the one coming up this weekend. But those other two. Now, Yach, you were saying what about Army? Because rescheduling Army is one that I think would jump out of people. Army's 6-1. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for seven. that. Yeah, they're putting together a good season. Their only loss is to Cincinnati. Now, they're not ranked, but they are among others receiving votes. Yeah, so I, you guys know I do the Locked on Cougars podcast, and I was talking with one of my sources down there in Provo, and this was last week, and the word I got back is that Army essentially has no interest in scheduling BYU and putting them back on the schedule this year. Right. And so that looks like that one's probably dead. And additional to that is BYU going to your point, PK. They're content sitting at the 10 games. If they have an option for 11th game pop-up, they're not going to say just outright, no, we won't play. But they're more than happy just to sit where they're at right now. I never would have guessed that this schedule at 8-0 would have them 8th in the country. Sure. Yeah, nonetheless, there they are. 2020's weird. Yeah, 2020 is weird. But I think that was the logic early in the year was, well, they'll have a chance to add a game, and they'll need to to get the respect because this schedule isn't going to bring it. But they're currently sitting top 10. But this schedule has brought it against against all odds. And I think timing is everything. I think playing Navy on Labor Day and having Herb Street at the game and having him just – pump them up week after week and they doubled down by beating houston and they doubled down again by blowing out boise state what do you think gordon well ordinarily i might agree with pk but you've brought a lot of thought to uh, and i'm sort of uh, sifting through what you say and you don't think they can get into a new year's six bowl that'll be difficult and I wonder what's going to happen over the next four weeks, two of which BYU doesn't play. Well, will they drop in those rankings? I could see that happening. I, I get PK's reasoning. I, I do. And I don't necessarily think he's wrong from the angle in which he's looking at it. But can I look at it through a, a different angle for a second? I'd like well, to see you BYU. Have been. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of, of New Year's, six this, New Year's, whatever that. Zach Wilson isn't coming back next year. Don't I want to see, see him play as many times as I can. I want to see him schedule games. I want to see this BYU team play. I want to see, you know, the, this is a really good BYU team who is not getting the opportunity to play a full season. Uh, not as they're obviously playing, they're playing more of a season game wise than a lot of other teams are in the country. True, 
But I want to see that. The, uh, but I, I feel like we're almost cheated in a way out of a really. Uh, it, and I don't. I've been trying really hard to not play the what could have been game. But I, I'm going to play it for a second. Like, like this team against their old schedule is the dream scenario of independence. And of course, fate would have it that circumstances are just madness right now. And that would all be thrown into the wind. And of course, instead of talking about uh, uh, BYU uh, playing a really good Minnesota team, we're talking about Texas San Antonio. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge bummer, but I'd like to see this team play as many times as I possibly can. Give them as many times out on the field playing uh, as possible, in my opinion. Well, PK said that. He said, as, as, as an observer, I think he said fan, he, uh, he would love to be able to watch BYU play more games. But that's from his perspective, not from BYU's. And I'm speaking from mine. Right. And, yeah. and I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess BYU wants its end game uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, and they think that they've got enough on the resume to do it. I mean – Maybe they wouldn't schedule anyone else. Well, I, I don't know if they do or they don't, but if they don't, then you would want to add there too. If they do, then then maybe they'll be able to play a, a real quality opponent in, in a big bowl game. Well, I, I, I be... certainly don't think that's a foregone conclusion. Right. Well, you've been saying that all along. Right. But uh, and, what, and what would it hurt to cream that. another team? What would it hurt to put up another 50 spot on somebody? <laughs> well, I'm, I have a feeling that Tom almost trying to do that. Yeah, the, and you heard Hatch talk about it. it. It would seem that Army doesn't have any interest in in rescheduling that game, which is kind of weird to me. Actually, I, I mean, why why not? Why wouldn't you? Um, uh, so I don't know. Uh, we talked about Liberty. Their schedule is full. You know, maybe there's just not somebody that they're going to be able to play. Well, then the question just becomes, will they qualify for a, a real quality bowl uh, in which they'd be able to play a really top-notch opponent? And if that's the case, then it's going to be the same thing as we thought uh, heading into the Boise State game. A lot will be on the line for BYU as far as reputation goes, as far as setting up for better recruiting, um, as far as just national recognition. So... Uh, if that's what they're hoping for, then then they need it. Because if they get some, you know, run-of-the-mill bowl game that uh, nobody cares about, then then what will people say about and how will they remember this year's team? Let, let me bring something up with you, uh, Gordon, that is is somewhat related to this. But this is this is what I saw yesterday, and Joel Klatt. Um, raised a question that I honestly um, have been wondering for a while and wondering why why more people aren't talking about this. But he put it out there, and he was the first person I've really seen do it. So I'll read from his tweet. He says, hearing there are going to be a large amount of postponements slash cancellations this week in college football, why wouldn't the college football playoffs start moving their dates back in order to allow for more flexibility rather than forcing programs and leagues to jam games into the next six weeks? I, I wondered that, too. Why not? What would it hurt to move it back a little bit? Move it back a couple of weeks. You know, it's know already – they're already finishing in early that. in early January. Well, How complicated would that be? I, I, I don't know. Well, it's not like there's a bunch of conflicts for the buildings at the moment. So <laughs> – and, and we've seen – we've seen – 
um, same week schedules in games, which nobody ever thought possible. Why, why, do, why are we setting this deadline of, well, you've got to get the games in here in order for the college football playoff to qualify for a college football playoff? That's not set in stone. That's not constitutional. Why not, put, why not push that back a few weeks, allow the Pac-12 to get its seven games in and have a little flexibility? Maybe it's because they're worried about, you know, conflicts with uh, with the NFL playoffs. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're we're just coming off a period where we had what uh, uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, uh, you know, all going at the same time, and they're all playoffs. I mean, it doesn't seem like conflict has been the ultimate concern Besides, in the world I, these days. I uh, I th- thought they read somewhere that that Notre Dame Clemson game, the ratings were really really high for that. So maybe it wouldn't really matter, although that was on a Saturday, obviously, and the NFL wasn't playing. So I don't know. Maybe it is a ratings thing, Gordon, I, I guess. But that doesn't seem like a real terrific reason to me. I don't know. Let's get Bill Hancock on the, on the phone. And find yeah, why not move that date? Say, okay, well, we're going to kick it back a couple of weeks, and instead of uh, deciding on December 20th or whatever it is, we're going to decide on, you know, January first or something i don't know give give teams an extra couple of weeks to make it happen maybe you could get byu to schedule an extra game or two because they got a, a some flexibility and some dates okay so you never did, know my, my i just sort of assumed that if you're going to push that back then you might have to push the game itself back yeah well i think you would but why why would that be a problem well, Who cares? Like said, the NFL playoffs might get in the way. I, I don't know. I, we're, I have no idea why they are taking the stance that they are. I just wonder why more people aren't talking about that. Whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, why aren't we even bringing that up? Well, maybe that has been brought up in private discussions. I mean, it'd be great to kick Utah, Arizona to the back of the schedule. Yeah, maybe that just gets complicated. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their thinking is in that regard. I mean, these leagues have moved their seasons all over the map and back. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing to see what uh, what college football, the, the what they're going through in order to produce a season. Why not? Moving a couple of dates, that seems easy. <laughs> yeah, things have been quite complicated, haven't they? Absolutely. And, and they, yeah, you're right. They, the whole reason that they have limited the seasons the way they have is because everybody wanted to get them in before that date. Before that deadline, yeah. yeah. I, I, and when I saw Joel tweet that out, I was like, man, I've been wondering about this for a while. And why it is might, nobody talking about this? Because it makes too much sense, probably. <laughs> I, know, I, don't, I don't know. So anyway, sorry to divert the conversation there for a second, but I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting point. But if you're a betting man, you're betting right now that BYU is not going to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. The way things go now, I mean, maybe if some stuff breaks their way and there's these these conferences consume each other, but I don't know. There's not a whole lot of motivation out there to include BYU at the moment. Boy, if there's a year that would be good for BYU to do that, it would be this one, just for one more validation point. And maybe maybe it would uh, invalidate everything if they lost. But wouldn't you like to see – don't you 100%. want to know? Yes. Because you and I aren't sitting here, and I, I i don't know whether BYU fans are doing this or not, but I haven't heard that much of it where everyone's saying, hey, hey, look at us. We're great. We're this. We're that. Oh, you're cheating us. And yet, I think uh, probably 
most of college football and BYU fans included are probably just curious to see what their team is capable of because it's a bit of a mystery right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more clear certainly after the Boise State game. But, yeah, I'm with you. No, I, I'd like to see BYU play the best opponent possible. Absolutely. Yeah. For, for a variety of reasons, you know, validating what you what you think you see out there aside. I mean, man, I, I'm up for watching good football games, aren't you? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. And it'd be great for it'd be great for the university and great for that football program. And it'd be great for Coach Sataki. And, man, there's a whole lot of reasons to hope that happens. I just I'm, I'm just jaded. That's I all. wonder if the, I wonder if the COVID thing has something to do with it because it doesn't seem to be getting any better, and uh, people thought maybe it would get better, but it hasn't gotten better. So maybe maybe they think that it could, could just get more and more complex uh, because of that and all the, the the wild cards that come with it. Yeah, I just don't know if that's what Bill Hancock is prioritizing, Gordon. Yeah, knowing that dude, I don't, I don't know Bill's if that's prioritizing. Yeah. He's usually prioritizing line in the right pockets, right? So, um, well, let's let's further our conversation here uh, about BYU. We're going to talk to Melissa in a second. We'll get to the the Hanson Scotty bite uh, with uh, Coach Miley coming up uh, right around the corner. They had a good conversation with the interim Utah State head uh, coach, and we're going to talk to to Melissa uh, here in a second. But you know. I saw a Heisman list, and I'm trying to remember who threw it out there, Gordon, that had Zach Wilson on it. And it got me thinking about your celebrity uh, argument that you made yesterday. And maybe that maybe that will sway some minds of the decision makers, you know, because he is getting a lot of uh, attention. I gave that a little more consideration. But if it does, isn't that kind of dumb? What? That you you would let like celebrity factor like oh this is a quarterback I've heard of sway your opinion on uh, no like... because that's all part of it it's a show they want they want eyeballs they want now they you're telling have... me it's a show now Mister Mister Fairness and deserve it and et cetera et cetera now you're telling me that that this uh, this sport is a business of show well uh, Jake you spent the better part of four years yelling at me about that. And I finally uh, come to a point of reality. So I do understand that. But I think that those people do want to make money. They do want to uh, get as many eyeballs as they can on a, on a bowl game. And so maybe, maybe uh, having Zach, uh, his status rise the way it has, maybe they think, yeah, people want to watch somebody like that especially if they haven't really had an opportunity to see it, especially if they haven't been able to see it against a, a real quality opponent. So there, there might be a curiosity factor to that. And uh, because let's face it, man, watching Zach Wilson is fun. It's fun to watch what he can do and what he's going to do next and the way he's flinging it around the yard. I mean, yeah, people want to see that. Yeah, but my argument do. with you was always resume. Having the resume to to deserve to get to that level, and it's tough to make the resume argument for BYU as much as I'm enjoying watching them play. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I've come around to that. I the the deserve thing is is questionable when it comes to a, a schedule like the one BYU has played, but. Uh, that that's that, that deserves got nothing to do with it, right? Uh, Dan, in the sad part is to no fault of their own. They had a, a 
terrific schedule lined up. And yeah, ready to and go, you said sucks. you didn't want to play that game. Keep going back. What if? What if? Yeah. What if this team were playing it? I don't know whether BYU would be undefeated at this point. Uh, that would be quite a. It would have been fun to find out, man. It would have yeah, been fun. We to find just out. don't know, and that's why. That's more than anything why I want to see them in a New Year's Six Bowl because I want to see how fast the car can drive. All right, we're here at Sound Sleep Medical. Uh, call them, 801-285-9731, 801-285-9731. And if, for maybe folks just tuning in or are new to Sound Sleep, it's just a, a little oral appliance, just like a what, what, the mouth tray, and it keeps your, your jaw in place and helps with sleep apnea. Yep, it's an oral appliance, otherwise known as a custom mouthpiece, or kind of like a mouth guard, but it is custom. In our offices, we do a 3D scan, so it's the perfect size. It's the perfect fit for you. It treats snoring. It treats sleep apnea, um, and it's much, much better than what you find online. Well, they've treated uh, – well, yeah, let's talk about that for a second because I, I went down that road briefly where they have – there's websites out there and they just kind of plastic mouthpieces and you, uh, you you boil them and then fit them to your, your teeth. This uh, – what you're talking about is uh, is similar concept, much better product. Correct. We call those internet solutions boil and bites because okay. you're right. You boil it. You try to fit it to yourself. But honestly, they cause more problems than they fix. You will end up with tooth movement. You'll end up with jaw issues like TMJ. And they are bulky. They're not custom. They won't last long in your mouth, believe me. I have patients that have tried them that come in, and they they can't handle them for more than a couple nights. And keep in mind what we do, it's covered by medical insurance. We are in network with so many companies. And the reason that health insurance will pay for this is because it's been proven, it's been studied. Well, and just ask, uh, well, ask my wife, you know, just ask somebody sleeping next to a snorer how effective it is. It's it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you are a heavy snorer, you need to come and see us. You know, we we didn't mention some of all of the, the health consequences with untreated sleep apnea, but some of them. If you have it and you're just letting it go, you're at a much higher risk for things like high blood pressure, high blood sugar levels, um, anxiety, depression, memory loss, mental confusion, um, even dementia. Wow. And yeah, amazing. And right now, and I, I love you guys always come up with a little something extra for our listeners, but right now is a great time to call 801-285-9731. Tell us a little bit about the, uh, uh, about the uh, Better Sleep Gift Basket. Call that number right now. You will automatically get a free sleep consultation in one of our six offices. But the sleep basket you'll be entered into a drawing for includes a Minky Couture blanket, purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. So cool. All right. 801-285-9731 is the number to call. 801-285-9731. Sound Sleep Medical. Thank you very much, Melissa. Thank you. All right. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, coming at you live today from Sound Sleep Medical. Give them a call. It'll change your life, 801-285-9731. If you've been dealing with sleep apnea or if you're a snorer, um, get one of their free sleep consultations and uh, find out if they can help you an oral appliance to treat sleep apnea. It's an absolute uh, absolute game changer. want to remind you to join the Big Show coming up uh, Thursday, this Thursday, from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the Warehouse. Gordon, uh, should we check in with Hanson Scotty? We didn't get it. We got a little bogged down with BYU in the last segment. Yeah, let's should, do it. Let's talk a little Aggies. Uh, interim head coach Frank Miley was on the show and uh, talking to the guys about uh, the job he has at hand. Crazy things happen all the time, but you got to get ready and, uh, and and play a game coming up on Saturday. Give us the mindset of where your team's at right now, considering the week that they've had. Man, these guys are resilient, man. Uh, they've, they've done a good job. Obviously, it's, it's not an easy process or transition. Uh, when, when, when you lose somebody you love dear to you who's been, who's been leading the team, uh, and for these, a lot of these guys are here because of Gary. And so uh, for these guys, they took it kind of hard. It was, it was unexpected, obviously. Um, but, but I think they understand that, that it's, you know, the brotherhood has always been about the family, right? And no matter what happens, good or bad, they got to stick together. And uh, Coach Anderson's done a great job uh, installing that in, into these young men. And, and so they're carrying that forward uh, in behalf of him. And uh, they're, they're going to fight to the end. So these guys have done a good job so far transitioning. Uh, obviously, some of them are probably still hurt, but uh, there's, there's no better way to stay focused and, and, and to get past it but to get right back in the ball. Coach Miley, I know that you've had a front row seat to kind of see where the shortfall is here and what what's happened in the first three games of this season for this Aggie team. What's the first thing that you'll address with the team as you kind of take over as the head coach? Where What are you going to do first? You know, it's just execution. Uh, to, to me, football comes down to two things every week of, of who wins, and it's effort and execution. Uh, our kids play hard. You know what I mean? We've never had problems with effort, but, but for us, it's been execution has been, has been the problem, you know, and then there's twofold to that. we got to do a better job as coaches. Uh, you know, we've asked our kids every week to be a little bit more intentional about what we're asking them to do so the outcome uh, is cleaner and it looks better, and it's what we want in the end. And so these first three weeks uh, – have been huge obstacles for us um, with the outcome of these games. And so the message hasn't been anything different than what Coach Anderson has been asking these young men to do. But they just got to be a little bit more focused, a little more intentional, uh, probably got to sacrifice some things uh, so we can move to that next level. So we can't mistake uh, movement for progress at this point. And so uh, these guys understand where I sit. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. I don't beat around the bush. And so they've embraced that so far. We just got to be do a better job of executing the game plan. As the interim head coach, do you involve yourself now on the offensive side of the ball in any way, shape, or form? Or how do, how do you uh, how do you want to make your presence felt in that regard? 
You know, you know, not really. I, I think everyone wants to hear that I'm going to be on that side of the ball doing this, doing that. Um, those guys have have a lot of experience. That uh, there's a lot of professional guys that have been been in a lot of different places in that room, and so there's a lot of good minds in that room. All I ask them to do is, they got to do a better job working together. Uh, make sure that they give everything that they have, knowledge, experience uh, to these kids these next five weeks, uh, and making sure we put them in a, in a position to be successful. And so we got to put the best kids on the field. The best players got to play, uh, whoever that is, uh, and we got to let this thing roll. Uh, and again, it's got to be cleaner coaching on on everybody's uh, part there. Uh, but we got to we got to do a better job as coaches. I know when uh, a head coach takes over, or there's a, a position change or a coaching change, that sometimes the depth chart changes. Are are should we expect to see a major shift or any shifts with the depth chart and who comes out to start? Yeah, man, you know, uh, there, there's definitely a battle right now, you know, for the quarterback spot. And so uh, that that's the biggest thing that, you know, co- uh, pro- probably if you're talking about the transition or depth chart that uh, Coach Reeder and I have talked about is, listen, we got to get the best players on the football field. And so the biggest part of the offense is the trigger man, whoever that may be. I don't care who it is, but the best guy's got to play. So right now it's kind of an open competition again uh, between these two with Peasley and Shelley about who's, who's going to lead this team as far as the quarterback position. Goes and so, uh, you know. With that being said, yesterday, man, there was some good juice about you know those two trying to figure out who's going to be the guy. And so, we're going to take it one day at a time and uh, may the best man win uh, to to be that guy and be in that role. But it it all starts with the trigger man, in my opinion. And so, uh, those guys will feed off of who who ends up being that guy. There you go. That's uh, Aggie interim head coach Frank Miley. Um I, I uh, he's got a great attitude. He's got a great perspective. I I think being an interim head coach, particularly in these circumstances, would be extraordinarily difficult. And uh, I, everything I've heard about Coach Miley is really really good. So I'm I'm hoping the best for him. Yeah, a lot of work to do there, Jake. A lot of work. And he talked about uh, effort and execution. Uh, well, they need a lot more execution. You know. Was they it, do. Uh, John, John McKay said when he said uh, when he was asked how do you feel about your team's execution, and he said, "I'm all for it." <laughs> um, what do you think about inter- like in this situation? I I think it would be really hard because Coach Miley, I don't think, is going to get that job. I I think uh, John Hartwell. Well, this is going to be a signature hire for him. You know, we talked about kind of the rumors surrounding Coach Anderson getting hired there the last time. This is going to be him being able to say, "All right, this is this is my dude, and uh, this is who we're going to go with." So there's a, there's kind of a lot on the line in that way for John Hartwell. So I, w- I don't know. I heard Hanson Scotty talking about this today. I don't know if there's really much that Coach Miley can do because I don't think he's going undefeated for the rest of well, the time. Right, and, and you know. <laughs> The Aggies get to play a little. Uh, they get a little bit of a break. The, uh, the their toughest part of the schedule was already has already been played, uh, but they will have to definitely play better than they have in the past. Those games haven't even been haven't even been competitive. No, Jake. I mean, they've, the Aggies have looked bad, and so I, I think they can play better than they have. I just don't know how much ground they're going to be able to make up. And I wonder if they saw this coming. You usually can tell if your team's not that good. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, let's see here, Gordon. Uh, the Aggies have Fresno coming up. Uh, Fresno is currently 2-1. and one. Uh, Wyoming at Wyoming after that on the 19th. The, the Pokes are 1-2. and two. Then they have New Mexico on the 26th. They're terrible. They're 0-2. Air Force uh, on the 3rd of December. Uh, Air Force is currently 1-2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colorado State to wrap up the year on the 12th of December. And uh, let's see, Colorado State, where are they? They are 1-1 one one currently. So you're, yes. you're right. The, the, the best part of their schedule is behind them. But I don't know. Expectations for Utah State football have risen ever since Gary Anderson was there the first time. I mean, they they were what were they the nine years before that they were like twenty seven and seventy five yeah. or something. I forget what it was, but when when you when you pick a program up and it starts performing, then then people aren't looking to go backward like that. And so yeah, there's there's a lot of ground that needs to be made up, and we'll see if the Aggies play harder. But I do agree with you. John Hartwell is looking to make a splash with a hire, not necessarily with a big-name coach, but with a coach that he believes is able to shift that whole thing into a new gear. He did it with basketball. Let's see what he does with football. I mean, those of us who have looked around locally, we see Jay Hill, and we see what he's done at Weber and, uh, and, and think highly of him. Uh, but I, I have no idea what, what John Hartwell has in mind. It doesn't have to be a big-name guy. It just needs to be a guy that he is convinced can step in and, and make that difference at Utah State. And I think it helps to have somebody with local knowledge. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be a big-name guy at all. It needs to be the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well all right, said. we're live for Sans Sleep Medical. Austin, I've got a bad echo in my ear uh we'll have more coming up next 801-285-9731 austin's list straight ahead 97.5 and 1280 the zone there isn't much that makes austin horton angry wait who are we kidding almost everything makes austin upset this is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Austin Horton, our producer, has an enemies list, <laughs> and we find out who goes on that list every Tuesday and Thursday. Austin, do you, we have multiple uh, multiple selections this week or today? Yes. Technically, uh, four entities are going on the list, uh, two different sports, if that, if that makes sense. So we'll start with the NFL and the, the three entities of the NFL that are going on the list, they being the Jets, the Lions, and the Chargers. Now, I can't be too mad at the Lions because they helped me uh, because they were so bad. They helped me survive the survivor pool pick this week as the Vikings beat the Lions. But they gave up a 70-yard touchdown run to Dalvin Cook because they only had 10 players on the field at the time. <laughs> That being the defense. Uh, The Jets, 
blew it yesterday. They, we could have had another Gordon incriminating audio, but they decided to be up 10 points, hold the Panthers on a third and one where Cam Newton slipped and fell down. But it turns out that on the ensuing field goal try, the Jets had 12 men on the field. That's against the rules. And the Panthers got to keep going and, of course, came back those 10 points and won the game. And then finally, the formerly San Diego Chargers, now in Los Angeles, though no one seems to remember or care, they have lost six straight one-score games by an average of four points in those six losses. They only have two wins on the year. The first win, the the first game of the year, by a single score, and then a 10-point win over the Jaguars. But six straight uh, one-score losses? The ineptitude in the NFL this weekend was was vast with the 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 has the have nots and they uh, therefore you're going on the list. You can't do this every single week and expect not to go on my list. And the the, the Chargers have found just some really creative ways to blow it too. Yes. And and this this past week against the Raiders, they had that uh, that big tight end that caught the ball and every Canberra angle in the entire building except for one, made it look like he caught it. Yep. I mean, they, they showed that thing from a dozen different angles, and then they get to the one that you can actually see, and bam, the ball touches the ground for a hot second. Chargers lose. A sixth straight one-score loss. It's just uh, unbelievable. Jake, uh, Austin, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think – we can all count to 11, right? It seems like you'd be able to know that you need 11 players on the field, not 10, not 12. Yes, right? for the Detroit Lions, correct. And then the Jets had one too many players. Right. And the Chargers, they just need better players or, or better luck probably because <laughs> they're right there in all of these games. But yeah. And then uh, switching from the NFL to baseball, uh, first of all, obviously, what he did to get arrested, I absolutely do not stand for or, or, or want to see ever happen, the DUI arrest or citation of Tony La Russa. But uh. how to make things even worse is to then go with the don't you know who I am explanation. According to the police report obtained by ESPN, the officer uh, put in his account of the DUI stop, which was back in February, mind you, Quote, LaRusa stated, I had one glass of wine while at dinner with my friends. Before searching his person and placing him in the rear of my patrol vehicle, LaRusa asked, do you see my ring? I asked LaRusa what he was talking about. LaRusa stated, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. While placing him in the rear of my patrol vehicle, LaRusa then stated, I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. You're trying to embarrass me. I then advised LaRusa that I would not embarrass him and he would be treated with the utmost respect. The White Sox, of course, just hired Tony LaRusa to be their head, their, their manager. Uh, they said they were aware of this incident before they hired him. I don't know who's, uh, who's second place in who's worse in this, but Tony LaRusa made a bad decision to drive and then went with the don't you know who I am. He's on the list. Uh, let me get this straight when it comes to uh, the Chicago White Sox. They they almost won their division. They had the manager of the year, Rick Renteria, fired that manager, hired uh, a man who's got to be in his mid-90s, 
who also was having who was also having some some legal issues. And and let's not uh, forget about the the wake of steroid scandals that uh, he's left everywhere he's gone. So that's the direction the White Sox went? That's their decisions, yes. And, and to, to just one slight correction, Renteria was a finalist for manager finalist. of the year. Okay. Did not, not win the award, but he was fired, then announced as a finalist, and the team's social media account there with the White Sox sent out a congratulations to the coach, Rick Renteria, wow. who we fired yesterday. Yeah. Who we just canned. So, so, that, yeah. so that makes a ton of sense. So don't do the don't you know who I am. And uh, learn to play football uh, or coach football better in the NFL. Gordon, can I ask you a question? Where do you stand on uh, on uh, Jerry Reinsdorf as as a good or bad owner in either sport that he participates? Not overly impressed. No, I and, and it seems like he's just sort of hasn't he sort of just withered on the vine a little bit now? Yeah, well, I mean, the White Sox won. Well, what year was that, Austin? Two thousand seven, I want to say. Oh, seven ish with that uh, nutty manager. What, who was that guy? Oh, it was Ozzie uh, Guillen. Ozzie yeah, Guillen. Ozzie yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> I uh, drove by. I drove by that stadium while a World Series game was going on, driving from the airport in Chicago to uh, to Notre Dame. Uh, uh, actually, I might have been coming back from the Notre Dame BYU game. And I drove by there, and I thought it was so cool because the stadium was all lit up, and I knew a World Series game was going on. Uh, 2005, and, actually. 2005. Sorry. And and we know that the Bulls have done a whole lot of hot nothing since Jordan uh, left. I mean, what's yeah. the farthest they've gotten in the playoffs? Maybe the second round when they first got Carlos Boozer? But really haven't done much, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think – does Jerry even really care anymore? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not sure. He's, he, you know, he he earned a, a reputation with the, in the Bulls years, even though God, it didn't end well, as we saw in the documentary earlier this year. So I just wondered where you stood on Reinsdorf. Not, not really. I was never really all that impressed by him. But I mean, I don't know the man. I, I don't know what he's like, uh, what his capabilities have been through the years. Or uh, it just, it just seems to me, in what I've read, that he he seems a little aloof about the whole thing now which may or may not be a good thing all right uh we are live here at sound sleep medical we're going to talk to our friend matt williamson coming up next but joining us now is our friend melissa and you can call sound sleep 801-285-9731 we're helping uh, our listeners uh be happy and healthy that's right if you snore if you're tired all day long if you have morning headaches frequently during the week you need to call us because likely you've got some untreated sleep apnea going on. And this is such an easy fix. You know, in the medical world today, often it's uh, medication or something like that that we jump to. And there's always side effects with things like that. This doesn't have side effects. It's an oral appliance. It's a mouthpiece custom made just for you that you wear during the night. And it can treat your sleep apnea and get your oxygen up. You know, one uh, one byproduct of this, it's really easy when you travel. You just throw it in your overnight case. and But uh, I uh, am a bit forgetful by nature, and uh, I, I've forgotten it a couple of times when we've gone out of town. And I am in hot water, first of all, because my wife is grumpy with me. But second of all, I, I notice. I don't sleep. I mean, I notice the difference. You truly feel better uh, with this oral appliance. That's right. And you, you may have some successful CPAP listeners out there. I'm sure you do. 
but traveling, camping, it's not very convenient. It's, and so they can think of this like a backup to their CPAP machine. And why not try it now? Because likely your medical insurance, if you've met your deductible, they're going to chip in a big portion of this. You might have very little out of pocket. And one thing, you know, we haven't hit today is some people might think, well, gosh, I know I couldn't get used to a CPAP, but how do I know I'll get used to this? I'm not, I don't ever sleep with something in my mouth. We've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you get to try it. See if you don't feel better. See if you get used to it. And if not, you've got 30 days to try it and get your money back. It's pretty easy to get used to. I, I can tell I can tell folks out there, it's pretty easy to get used to. And, and then you get to a point where it's just normal. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, in life, maybe you get to choose what you want to get used to. Do you want to get used to being tired all the time? You know, do you want to get used to morning headaches and everything else that comes with untreated sleep apnea? This is really easy to choose to get used to it. So. 801-285-9731 is the number to call. And now is the perfect time, time to call because you've got some great incentives going. We do. Call in right now. You'll get, first of all, and most importantly, a free sleep consultation in one of our six offices. But also, we are going to enter you into a drawing for our Better Sleep gift basket. And that includes a Minky Couture blanket, a purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. So cool. All right. 801-285-9731. Start sleeping better now. 801-285-9731. Melissa, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend Matt Williamson, talk a little NFL football straight ahead here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.